You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You know, if you haven't checked out What Chaos yet, you oughta, because we've had all your favorite players on the show. I'm talking Seth Jones, Lena Solmar, Connor Bedard, whoever it may be. We're live every day on YouTube at noon Eastern, but also available on all podcast platforms, including the one you're listening to right now. We got guests, and yeah, we're also doing a bit of chit-chat, goofing around, laughing at what makes us laugh in hockey. So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom... Come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team. We'll talk about your least favorite team and everybody in between. And we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Outstanding. You know how I love rambling, so please do not hesitate. Um, <laughs> welcome to Checking Out the Competition, Boston Bruins. We are joined by one of my favorites, Sky, who writes for Stanley Cup of Chowder, as well as the Seattle Kraken site, Davy Jones Locker. Sky, how are you doing today? I'm doing just fine. Uh, Definitely ready for a uh, wonderful Thursday night game. Who doesn't uh, love Thursday night hockey? Am I right? I know. It's the best part. So we're, you know, we're getting on to a quarter of the way through the season already, which is wild. Um, so I know that there's a lot of actual hockey to talk about. But since this is the first time we're going to be seeing the Bruins this year, if you could kind of run down any big changes that happened over the summer, anyone in, anyone out, anything that you think is worth mentioning there? Well, uh, you may remember a familiar face, and that's uh, David Krejci, oh. who was previous, previously went to uh, the Czech Republic to uh, basically help teach his kids Czech so that uh, he could they could interact with their grandparents and he could uh, get a little more in tune with his uh, with his roots. He went to uh, Olomouc in somewhere in Czechia. I couldn't tell you where, unfortunately. Um, well, Olomouc, the town. Uh, so he he came back. Um, they also picked up Pavel Zaka, who is a oh, very yeah. good player. I I think that he's uh, slowly blossoming into a kind of player that players can that uh, fans can really enjoy. Uh, also, they picked up a bunch of. Uh, Guys that you may or may not have heard heard of, AJ Greer, uh, Anton Strawman. Uh they more they've been really trying to get Jakob Zaborl into the lineup. 
And uh, a lot of this team is sort of the same as last year, just a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the biggest reason and the biggest strength, the biggest revelation of it is uh, Hampus Lindholm. Okay. Lindholm is just, he's fantastic. He's an absolutely fantastic player. And they were able to get, and they were able to get him on, uh, uh, over the off season from, uh, from the Ducks. And he's just been fantastic. He is going to be probably one of the better defensemen that this team sees over the next, uh, year or so. And all of this kind of like hung on Patrice Bergeron, right? Like, cause it seemed like for a little while, maybe he was going to go and that the Bruins, I, I remember kind of at the start of the summer, I mean, obviously how does this affect the Flyers? Like, you know, that whole joke, but I distinctly remember us having a conversation at Broad Street Hockey about how annoyed we were going to be to watch the Boston Bruins embark on the kind of rebuild that we knew that the Flyers needed that they weren't going to do. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of because it seemed like if Bergeron didn't come back, like that was kind of the only path for the team really to go down. But I guess him, and he came back for just a year, right? Yes. As far as we know, he's, this is his, uh, he's only got a year contract signed. Um, we'll see at the end of the season if uh, he decides to come back for another one. But, uh, I mean, yeah, this could be it. (laughs) And uh, that's a weird feeling to have watched a player go from this, uh, you know, really kind, if kind of uh, less good at English than you might expect, kid from uh, somewhere out in Quebec to the best player the team has seen in the 21st century is is insane and to see the twilight in air quotes because he's still fantastic mm-hmm. uh of this career is really it really kind of sets you in a weird perspective um but yeah um this whole thing hinged on Bergeron coming back because even at his advanced age he's still doing stuff that should not be possible for someone of his age, of his uh, category. If he's plateauing, if he is doing anything that could suggest he's getting worse or he's finally starting to get caught up by uh, father time, we haven't seen it yet. So yeah. I think this whole thing has sort of been contingent on him being the player that he's been and to the delight of the team. He's he's just Patrice Bergeron all the time. Yeah, he's stupid good. It's really annoying to me. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's get into the season that the Bruins are having so far, which is um short version seems to be very good. 14 and 2, 16 mm-hmm. games played. The thing that I found crazy when I was kind of looking up their box stats was that their points percentage is like well above anyone else's they're at an 875 points percentage followed by vegas at 813 so like they're winning so many more of their games than anyone else right now they have a plus 30 goal differential which is like yeah crazy (laughs) um 
I mean, I, it's just, you know, based on that and nothing else, it seems to me that like, if I ask you what's going well for the Bruins, it sounds like everything, but if you could kind of like fill us in on, you know, what has been going so well for the Bruins to start the season, what, what do we got there? The secondary scoring showed up like for the last couple of seasons, it's been uh, Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand and David Poster not doing the lion's share of the scoring. And to their credit, that's still the case. But now uh, Jake DeBrusque has finally seems to have uh, found a life hockey balance that's working for him. And he's got 11 points in 15 games. Uh, Hampus Lindholm, once again, 17 points in 16 game games. Yeah, the second leading scorer on the team. That's wild. Yeah. Like, I I I knew that there was this. Uh, we had a writer a long time ago who suggested that Hampus Lindholm if they ever got him, would have been able to solve a lot of the problems that the Bruins had. And boy, has he proved that right. Um, but also Taylor Hall, even if he's struggling, he's still making stuff work. Uh, Pavel Zaka and David Krejci are still doing phenomenal work. Charlie Coyle is scoring better. Connor Clifton is getting involved. Nick Foligno looks like he's back from the dead. Um, and... It takes a long time to go down that list of uh, skaters and find a player who doesn't have a point. Like there's one player and it's Anton Strollman, who's played like four games. And Jakob Zaborl, who was previously hunting for his first point, just got it in uh, Buffalo. So he was they have have just finally found a way to get the most out of their roster. Um, I think part of it comes down to Jim Montgomery's system, which is very high on events. It's not nearly as like suffocating as uh, Bruce Cassidy's system is, mm -hmm. but it's so much stuff happens during the games. It's not just that they're good. It's that they're good and very exciting to watch, which I think is the most, the most fun part. I mean, even honestly, if they're bad, like, like even if they're no, go on ahead, go on ahead. I was just going to say like, honestly, like what more could you ask for? Like your team being fun and good like that is the absolute dream. <laughs> there is one specific thing I would like them to have not done this year, but we don't have to get into that. Oh, we all know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it stinks, but mm. um, yeah, I, I mean, we could talk about it, but I, I think that anyone listening to this knows what you and I think about it. I think we probably have the same opinion as everyone else. It was shitty. Yeah. Um, I've, I've vented my spleen enough about it. Um, yeah. If, if consequences come down, we'll let you know. Just check the site periodically. So, but. um, back to the happier things. I'm mm -hmm. I'm glad you brought up the coaching change because I I obviously did want to talk about that. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I guess you've kind of answered the question already, but I I just wanted to know what what if anything was the biggest difference, and I guess it is kind of a wholesale different kind of hockey like less new york islanders more florida panthers a little bit um jim montgomery does still believe very much in possession hockey he does keep the uh, idea of it going it's just at like two times speed mm. um part of it is that i think the team really really likes monty um which there has been rumor that uh, Bruce Cassidy didn't exactly make a whole lot of friends here. And as the as time went on, 
people were just afraid to not get benched and, you know, stuff like that. So Jim seems to have brought a much more casual style, a much more uh, fun, personable uh, sort of relationship between the players and the fa- and the team. But, you know, they also still have that deeply ingrained. You are the Boston Bruins. You're the best team in the NHL. As far as you know, you just have to go out there and prove it every night. And even on bad games, even, you know, some of the some of the worst games that you have, you're still better than most teams. Like I was in person to watch the Bruins play in Buffalo and they had 40 minutes of some of the most agonizing hockey I've played, watched them play. But they got it together in the third period and they showed why they are, you know, still basically on top of the league. And I think a big part of that comes down to Monty. He will make mm-hmm. di- he will make little adjustments throughout a game, and it will it will always pay off. And I'm re- I'm really impressed by him. And man, I know we don't really put a lot of stock into the Jack Adams because it's always sort of like we thought you were gonna suck the award. Yeah. <laughs> but I genuinely think he needs. I not only do I think he deserves it, I think he needs that. Because he came from a he came from a pretty rough place, and this would just be the the cap on a year that he that he has shown so much. Yeah, I I mean I certainly wouldn't hate to see that happen. He's the guy that I was hoping the Flyers would hire. I mean I I mean like Tortorella, I feel like was born to coach the Flyers at some point. So I kind of we kind of knew that is where it was going to end up, but you know, a lot of us were kind of hoping that they would go a little outside the box with someone like Jim Montgomery. Specifically, mm. like mostly because he has a little bit of a tie to the organization and the flyers can't help themselves when it comes to hiring someone who used to be here before. Um, but yeah, I'm as much as I dislike seeing the Bruins succeed. Um, I do like that. Montgomery seems to be, proving to the hockey world that like this is exactly where he belongs and the little the little blip that he had um you know he he got past it which is great to see i think yeah he put in the work and now he's being rewarded for putting in that work so i hope that uh things continue apace um unfortunately that might require the flyers to lose another game but you know, I don't anticipate them losing tonight, so maybe they can take this as a positive. You don't. I do. <laughs> uh, we're <laughs> recording this Tuesday night right before the Flyers play the Blue Jackets, a game which I am expecting them to lose only because it's the most fun, I think, for them to go on per- a, a losing streak. Personally, I am confident that the Blue Jackets cannot score their way out of a paper bag, so Flyers <laughs> fans... Don't you worry, you will have a win this week. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about Linus Olmark. Let's. Linus or Linus with him? Linus. Linus, okay. Nailed it. Um, he's got a 936. That is pretty good. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's hard not to look at that kind of number and just assume that he, by himself, is just playing lights out, but... Do you think it is, in fact, just his performance that's gotten him to that level so far? Or do you think that the team in front of him is putting in some work as well? 
This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Um, the team is definitely putting in some work, but uh, as I said, part of the events part of Jim Montgomery hockey is that sometimes events will happen to you. And so I think Linus has been told that, you know, we are going to rely on you to be the la the last guy more maybe more than we anticipated um we really expect you to be the number one uh jeremy swayman is good but he's still young and we're really yeah. trying to find a good life balance for him so until we get there with him you are our our number one goaltender and you have to prove that every night and so far he's been fantastic there's no, I can't really say anything other than uh, sometimes during cross crease passes, he can get a little caught up. But so far, that hasn't really bothered him, even in games where he gives up the worst goal of the game. He'll still manage to uh, salvage it and the team will win. So nothing but positive things to say about Linus Allmark. Yeah, I mean, you know, for reference for the Flyers fans listening to this. Carter Hart has 937. So we're talking about a, you know, a goaltending performance as good as we've been seeing out of Carter Hart, which is to say real, real friggin' good. Um, particularly for Hart, because he does not have the Boston <laughs> So he's been kind of uh been the the thing willing the Flyers to victory for most of the season so far. Um what would you say is going bad for the Bruins? Where are they struggling? Uh, front office. Next question. Um, really, honestly, <laughs> the 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 only real issue that they have is that right now they have trouble playing teams in Ontario. Like their own. I I don't even know why. It, their two losses were against the Senators, who blew them out, and the Leafs, who got to take advantage of uh, the thing what happened uh, as the night as that happened the night before because otherwise I guess part of it is injury there. There's still a bunch of players on injured reserve and there are players coming into the, uh, into the, uh, onto the team just like in a slow trickle, but everything that should have caused them to be sort of down where the flyers are, you know, they're too injured. They don't have all the players that they need right now. Mm -hmm doesn't seem to have affected them at all. It's 
I guess the only real problem that they have is that they have trouble facing uh, the Leafs and the Sens, which if that's the worst problem that you have, you're in a pretty good spot. True, but I mean, I know mm-hmm. this is looking ahead, but like, as we all know, the Leafs and the Bruins are like contractually obligated to meet in the playoffs. So I don't if they can't, talk about it. <laughs> if they can't beat the Leafs, that seems seems like it could be trouble down the road. I mean, obviously, we're six game, sixteen games into the season; it doesn't really matter right now. Um, but like, did because to be quite honest with you, I don't think that I expected a quarter of the way into the season for the Bruins to essentially be, you know, in the standings, the best team in the league. Oh, heck no. Everyone was sort of expecting this team to get good now. I was going to ask if this is the start that you expected from the team heading into the season. Oh, no, absolutely not. Like, I was expecting, like, they'll be fine. They're not going to be great. They'll probably not be in a playoff spot by Thanksgiving, and then I'd have to explain to everybody why that isn't a bad thing. And then they pumped the caps, pumped the the Panthers pumped the Coyotes, not that hard to do. And then they just ripped off win after win after win after win. And it was as convincing as possible. And they, it's just been business as usual. I I've I'm flabbergasted that a team that had their number one, uh winger and their number one defenseman on the mend. And were expecting to get better, you know, as the season went on, to start at number one, number two in the league and just stay there. Um, There's something special about this team that I don't know if I can put it into words. It's a little bit of magic that this team has been able to conjure. That's just propelling them to new heights. No, no, the Bruins have the vibes. Oh, buddy, the vibes in this room are honestly fantastic. Oh, you hate to see it. Say say what you will of the higher ups, but this team has genuinely one of the funnest group of guys I think that the league has right now, and it's very fun to watch. Mm, that's that's terrible to hear because it's very hard. I, I <laughs> to overcome when the I feel like I mean we saw it here with the Phillies in in Philadelphia. Um, mm. When a sports team's vibes reach a certain level like i I just feel like they can't be stopped like the there is just too good the fun is too much the happiness is too much like everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing which is like enjoying the fuck out of playing a game for a living and i feel like when they get there it's very difficult to bring them down because they're just having fun you know yeah i think that the vibes are close are close to that if not well a little better (laughs) like these these guys are playing for each other in a way that even on some very good Bruins teams we haven't seen before um this could be a very special year as time goes on but you know it's still a less than a quarter of the way through the season still got a ton of games to play we'll see how it goes from here so it sounds to me like positionally they don't really have any glaring weaknesses to speak of right now. Depth defense is kind of messed up, okay. but it's fine. I mean, who really has a good third pair? No one. No, absolutely no one. And if you do have a third good third pair, you're like, I don't know, Vegas. 
<laughs> where you um, can ju- where you could just casually acquire whoever you want and be good. Yeah, you you just turn them into a good defenseman, like with some natural predators, Tampa Bay Lightning. Food. Yeah, it's, it's, you just instill that in them, and suddenly they are. You find your Mark Doc and turn them into a forty point player. <laughs> um, how about special teams? How are they doing there? Pretty good. Um, ah, one. <laughs> I mean, it was much, it's been a weird year for special teams. A big thing that has been uh, propelling this team forward is that they have a top 10, not necessarily top five power play, but -hmm. their penalty kill is nearly lights out. It is at a 91% success rate. It's absolutely, it's absolutely phenomenal. Um, their power play is very interesting because it's honestly Monty hockey in uh, in isolate. It's just a lot of stuff happening. Mm. They're moving the puck around a lot better. Um, they're taking tons of chances, which they didn't do when uh, Bruce Cassidy was in charge. And it goes back and forth on whether or not it works. Um, but it's it's working very well. Um, obviously five on five is still where they're, uh, getting most of their bread, but you know, their power play can show up big and that's big for them. And when you have a penalty kill, that's essentially spotless, really nothing bothering them right now. It it sure doesn't sound like it, which is, I don't even know why I'm going to bother asking this question because it feels for a team like the flyers, like a, a scheduled loss, but um, for a team that has two losses on the season mm-hmm. to a couple of teams from Ontario, um, what does a team like the Flyers have to do to beat the Boston Bruins? Because it sounds to me like based on what you said about this game in Buffalo, that maybe Buffalo found a way for a little bit of the game to kind of maybe find a way to get one over on the Bruins. Obviously they didn't at the end, but what, what can a bad team do <laughs> to beat the Boston <laughs> Bruins? How, how do they do that? Um, one thing that they can definitely do is uh, the Bruins can sometimes take a couple periods off. Um, it happened the most obviously during the Buffalo game, but there can be, you know, a, a second period where, the Bruins kind of hang back because they have a one goal lead or something like that. And they'll just kind of get a little less structured as the night goes on. And if you can take advantage of that, um, Mm. then you can, then you can uh, potentially surprise them. But if you manage to either a tie that game and, or, and then get a lead, um, you have to hang on for dear life. Yeah. That's the that's the big thing is that you got to figure out how to a take advantage of them when they're not playing at their a game. And then when they snap back to reality, um, you have to do what you can to keep that lead because it is going to be very hard to keep. Mm. This is sounding very good. Um, that said, <laughs> since you think the Flyers are going to be the Blue Jackets tonight which mm-hmm. means they'll be heading into this Boston Bruins game uh, riding the high of victory, perhaps. 
What's your guess for the final score of this game? Um, I think that Carter Hart is finally showing what he should have been showing us uh, a couple years ago. So I'm assuming that this is actually going to be a fairly low scoring game. Um, I think this is going to be one of those three, one games. That's two, one for like, uh, most of like 40 minutes and then an empty netter mm. is scored and your Boston Bruins will tend come up with a victory. Yeah, it feels right. It's a home game for the Bruins. The Flyers are on the road in Columbus. Hey, it's it's fine. Then you get to play a very very um, mercurial team in the cat on the Habs in uh, Saturday. You'll yeah. be you'll probably be able to pull a win out for that. You know, I don't I don't know what's happening with the Flyers. We have reached the point at which last season, um, everything started to fall apart in like very dramatic ways and hilariously enough they had like almost exactly the same record at this point last season as the flyers do this season um so it's going to be interesting to see which way it goes if they do just destroy themselves like they did last season or if john tortorella and a couple of new faces changes the way this whole thing goes i don't know but well, I think that if there's one positive that I can take from John Tortorella being the Flyers head coach, it is that if they manage to start trying to destroy themselves, um, then Torts is going to notice it and he is immediately going to may probably make some noise about it, one which I think has been harder for the team to get to force out of themselves is hey, we're kind of screwing this up for ourselves. Mm -hmm. We need to dig down and find it and dig ourselves out of this hole. And I can't think of anyone who is better at screaming dig up stupid than John Tortorella. I mean, I don't always agree with every decision he has ever made, but I can't think of anyone who is better at uh, motivation through screaming than he yeah, is. He, he, as like I said, as much as I wanted us to bring in old Jimbo Montgomery. Um, there really is no person better suited to take care of this disaster than John Tortorella. Why he wanted to do it, I have no idea, but he is exactly what I think both the players and the fans needed out of the coach right now. So um, at least we have that to look forward to. I'm going to say that the Flyers lose this game I'm going to go, I'll be generous and say four to two. If we can score two on your goalie, I'll be surprised, but you never know. That's pretty good. I hear that Travis Konechny is coming back from the dead, so. He's having a heck of a season. I have to say, if you're, uh, if you're looking for something to pay attention to as far as the Flyers go, um, They've been rolling a top line for a few games of Travis Konechny, Kevin Hayes, and uh, Owen Tippett. It's been very fun to watch. So, cool. Keep an eye on that trio. It's the uh, the one reliably good line <laughs> that the Flyers have right now. Um, so you. That's better than last year. You're not wrong. So really. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Konechny and and Tippett in particular have been a lot of fun this season so 
Um, if you haven't watched any Flyers yet this year, I think that you'll you'll get a kick out of watching those guys at least. And and Carter Hart when he's on has been very very good. So there's that as of well. Of course. Sky, do you want to tell people where they can find you on the internet? Uh, sure. You can find me at the Decaying Bird site at skyonair underscore. Uh, you can also find me at Stanley Cup of Chowder. I am usually posting uh, as, as much news as I can. Uh, we've got a good group over there. I am also over at Davy Jones Locker Room for the Seattle Kraken here at S- both of those sites are part of the SB Nation blogosphere. And I, we'd be very happy to uh, have you come by. I agree. Everyone should check out both of those sites, particularly because, and I don't know when it happened, but someone added an apostrophe to Davy Jones' locker. They did? It wasn't there at the start. It made me very upset. I told (laughs) Step Driver 45 times, what are you doing? There's no apostrophe. (laughs) Where is the apostrophe? It was only me. No one else on earth cared. But (laughs) very glad to see that the site is now the properly named locker belonging to davy jones as it should of course that was a very weird way to end a podcast <laughs> about the boston bruins and the philadelphia flyers but yeah that's fine no one <laughs> listens to this because i'm not weird so <laughs> we come we come here for eh, for boutique very avant-garde <laughs> previews people know what they're getting out of this nonsense so for sure yeah check out stanley cup of chowder for sure check out davy jones's locker Sky, thank you very much for doing this. I appreciate it. I hope that you enjoy the game and that the uh, the boys give us a show. Thanks. Same to you. All right. Go Flyers. Go Bruins. It's 2023 and you're still looking for a baseball podcast? What's up, party people? Danny Vietti here from the Wake and Rake podcast. Yes, I know the name of our show, Freaking Rocks. Join World Series champion Will Middlebrooks and I as we banter about the best of the best from Major League Baseball, including power rankings. One of the best players of all time. Headlines. Solidifies a dynasty. And special guests. Reese Hoskins. Stroh showed. Jose Trevino. Listen and or watch every episode of the Wake and Rake podcast, available on all your favorite listening platforms and the all-new Believe Sports channel.